you know the name, you know my name. Who's this podcast for? If you don't know, my name is Nate. Welcome back. Um, so today we're going to continue with the love watch along episode four. It's called Party in the Hills. Again, this is on Netflix. If you haven't been keeping up, it says mix ups and meltdowns abound when Mickey invites Gus to a party and comes face to face with mistakes from her past. So that's what we're on today. Um, hope you're all having a good week. Uh, it's officially spring now, so that's nice. Hopefully all the cold is gone, but probably not depending on the area you live in. It'll probably be here for another few weeks, but you know, as we get closer to summer, it's going to start to get hotter and hotter. And I, I used to be very excited about the winter and I still am. I love winter. It might be my favorite season, but I've grown a very good appreciation of summer and spring. I just like when it's when it's pretty when when it's not too hot, but it's you know not necessarily too cold, and it's right in that middle. And then if it's raining like today in my area, if it's raining and you know around fifty or sixty degrees, that's like perfect. But you know I'm getting excited for summer. Spring is officially started. You know, I, I love this time of year. It's just it's really good weather this time of year. So I just think it's very exciting. Uh, so you know again, hope you guys are having a good week. We're gonna go jump right into this. Again, this is on Netflix. This is Love, Season 1, Episode 4, called Party in the Hills. And I'm going to get it to 000 like normal. All right, I see the Netflix sign. It's red on my uh, screen, but I pause it. We're going to do the countdown like we always do. Remember, I count out from 5 to 1. Once I say press play now, after now is when you press play. All right, let's get into it. 5, 4, 3, Two, one, press play now. Here we go. Back at the apartment. Back at old Gus's apartment. Nothing about watching a movie. Um, story of my life. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. But it might be able to hear it. I want to hear something. So now we're being kind of seeing more of Gus's friends, seeing some of these guys, but you know, add more people. Obviously, they're getting into the recreation. They got the guitar there. <laughs> Be interesting to see um, what y'all think about that little like conceit, like what they do as a group. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so what they do is is they make um they make theme songs to movies that don't have one here it goes about to explain we write title songs for movies that don't have one. So Alan comes in, which is, um, dang it, where do I know him from? 
because I obviously he was in something, and now I can't even I can't even put it together. This this scene feels so much improv. So now you got Frank and Alan here. Now we cut over to uh old Mickey and Los Feliz. I didn't forget it this time. Neighborhood steals dope. Apparently, a lot of famous people live there. I think I said that last time. Again, sorry if I'm um just end up watching it, but um I mean that's part of it, you know. I guess I could edit them out, edit out the long stretches, but the software I'm using, I'm not going on a you know diatribe about the software. I'm you know trying to even discourage them or uh, denigrate them, but. It just is a little bit difficult to edit it, but you know, I could get some of the some of the longer pauses out, but I don't know. So watch along. It's it's kinda of part of it. Back with Gus. So they got the whole song. <laughs> they made a they got guitars and everything a keyboard bongo drums So Gus gets a text from Mickey. Like, party at Echo Park tonight. So Gus is like, oh, we got to stop this song, which sounded decent. And he's like, should I go? And they're like, yeah, you like it, right? Like, yeah. But why not? So now Gus is heading out. And interesting thing, leaving all these people in this apartment. Um, 
I know they're friends. So, so they're all talking to Gus about about the girl and he's going. Because, you know, it's Mickey. Hey, he got to, you know, he into it. So he got to go to the party. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what to do during these watch-alongs besides to just watch it, which is the name of it. But I don't feel like the best podcaster. Maybe somebody was here. Then it'd be a little because then we could maybe bounce off of each other in terms of dialogue, conversation, all that kind of stuff. Still figuring that part out, by the way. Actually, just like saying the thoughts out loud to anybody who's listening to this. I mean, you could watch, put it on in the background too, and then just listen to me ramble, I guess, but it's almost like a little conversation. Not really, but you get. So Gus is here at the party. Well, she said it was seven, and it's seven on the dot, and he pulled up. So Gus, again, being an awkward guy, uh, nobody shows up to a party at seven. If the party's at seven, that's crazy. Hasn't even started yet. You're going to be the first one there for sure. (laughs) Which he is. So he walks into the house in Echo Park, and clearly it's not even close to beginning yet. This dude really just walked into this house. <laughs> he said, I'm a little early. It says seven. Brother, brother, brother. I like Gus, man. He's a he's a funny, good guy. But, man, you show up to a party at seven when the party starts at seven? That's crazy. And now they're about to put him to work. I mean, he offered. But he said, I can go power wash the deck since I'm here early. Them seats are not going to be, well, yeah, it makes sense. I'm about to say, those seats are not going to be ready by the time that party starts in terms of being, um, um, what was I saying? <laughs> I thought that the chairs would be too wet, but he didn't spray the, like, cushions just to seat itself. But... And so now the party's getting going. While and Mickey and Bertie are still, you know, pampering such and such. But at least other people are there now. But still, the fact that the dude was there at seven on the dot, that's crazy. And he's waiting for Mickey. And now he's messing with Sean about Mickey. 
Like she's usually a late person. She's like she normally either late or she doesn't show up at all. So she's probably not gonna come. Oh my gosh, Gus, man. Stop, please. It's the worst thing watching this dude. He's so... <laughs> He's so uh, awkward, man. But he like, nah, I, I think she's going to come. I got a good feeling about this. And she's like, well, she hasn't showed up to the last three things I've thrown, so... And now this dude is getting a tattoo as Gus is walking around the party. Sees a guy getting a tattoo. And a girl just kind of, the girl that was doing the tattoo on the guy named Lynn, you know, gave Gus a little look. So I'm sure that'll come back into play in a second. And the guy Lynn is like, I let anybody tattoo me. He's like, come on, give it a try. It's about connecting with people. And so Gus is about to give dude a tattoo. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, this is about to be his career. So Mickey and Birdie have just got here to the party. <laughs> so she actually does own this house. I remember... I'm thinking of the other persons. This is a completely different person. I was thinking of her next door neighbor. This is Sean, not that person. Just so far, Gus isn't that fun. But he cleaned off the patio. And so he's drawing a tattoo on him. So, dude drew a form of cancer on dude. So, he has a mole. And he drew to the mole and said sarcoma. Is that which is basically like a tumor? He's, he said, get away from me. He said, don't tell somebody to write a thing if you don't want. He said, cancer? He said, not really cancer, more like a malignant tumor. He said, how long have you been here? He said, no, not too long. <laughs> so you were the first one here, she said. Is that a ring her neck? <laughs> I know you are. This episode is so funny, bro.
and now Mickey's Dustin has showed up, her ex-boyfriend. So she's got to go speak to him. And this is where the conflict is introduced. You know, gotta have a good old conflict. Pick the mic up off the table if you hear noise. That's that's what just happened. So he called his friend, and he's talking to them in the bathroom. To Mickey kind of blew me off. So he'll talk to her next. He just said he feels really stupid. And so now he's having second thoughts. Like, why did he even go? Why did he do anything like this? Like, he even had a chance. And now he's in his head about, like, meeting people and then, like, messing it up quickly. And it happens all the time. And he feels like it's happening right now with Mickey. She doesn't even want to be around him. thinking about going home and his friend is telling him don't he said just go talk to her he said be a man Corey is her name Corey I think old dude's name is Chris and Gus and the rest of their friends and his best friend is a stuntman or trying to be one you say you're a man. You're close to being a man. Arrested development. Pixie said again. Oh, it's the sarcoma guy. <laughs> so now Mickey and Dustin are having their first conversation. Uh-oh, so now they're getting into old personal stuff. So they're really rehashing a lot of this stuff. Kind of getting an insight into... Wow. Wouldn't make that swear. Just I was really excited to see you before you start with all this. Um, 
So a bit of an insight into what we'll come to know about Mickey is uh, she could be a bit erratic. And that conversation really got to her because, and it also showed you a lot about like some of the stuff she's done in the past, whether it's true or not, think they're both unreliable narrators, but still have to believe some of it's true. I don't think dude was lying. Maybe Mickey just as a unreliable narrator. We finally got the truth. Now back with Gus and the girl who touched him earlier. He said, I had a mole in his back and I tattooed a coma next to it. He said he didn't like that. Yeah. She said he needs to lighten up. So Gus is trying to put his game down, it seems, you know. Might be over Mickey a little bit, or at least just playing the field. Now they're talking about tattoos, where Gus might get one, seeming how he don't have any. You see, he's charming right now, though. So they, you know, got a little, yeah, Gus, you can be very charming when he wants to be, when he just relaxes and cools down a little bit. Got to cool out and it comes up. And Mickey's spiraling. She's getting every drink she can after that conversation. Almost getting drunk so she can get back to him. And she took that straight. What was that, vodka? No, that's crazy. And now Gus has picked up a guitar, so he's getting comfortable. So now they're about to start playing, huh? Gus, he's starting to chill, man. He's starting to become a, a guy at this party. And Birdie's talking to people. So now Birdie's displaying her focus group uh, skills that she, we saw last episode, she's over a focus group. So now she's showing these two, Jeffrey and whatever the other guy's name is, how she would conduct this research over this group.
So that was very flirtatious between her and a Jeffrey guy. And now Gus is rocking out with Sean's guy. I don't know his name. And others. Gus is a bass player. So he saw that bass and immediately picked it up. <laughs> I just started singing immediately, bro. I remember this song. And Mickey comes over and sees him like, whoa. <laughs> Gus was singing and everything. Look at him, man. I told y'all Gus got it. He just got to pull it out of him sometimes. And now Mickey is still spiral. So this is Paul McCartney and Wings Jet. I wouldn't have known without it. But I do like the song. As y'all heard me just randomly bust out in the tune. So Mickey's outside smoking now. Steadily drinking while Gus is inside being in life for the party. Oh, how they switched. And look who walks up is her other guy. From the first episode, I can't remember his name, but he took her to that little summit thing. Bliss House was the name of the little group. She said, how long is the jam session going to go on? Apparently a little jealous that Gus is, you know, having a good time and being left at a party while she's kind of sulking. Maybe wanting him to sulk with her instead of being happy. That's why she kind of approached him during the song and was like, uh, you know, when are we going to, you know, can we chill or something? like, yeah, I'll see you in a bit or whatever. Like, I can't really remember how that conversation went. I was too invested in trying to find a song, but you get the idea. <laughs> so now Dustin walks up with Atwater Carl, who apparently she cheated with. And Carl said, we definitely had six. Uh-oh. Now the exes are getting into it. And we had just got confirmation from Atwater Carl that they definitely, you know, had six, which is what uh, Dustin said, which is why they broke up, because... She cheated on him. So another person comes into the fray that kind of confirms what we know about Mickey and 
painting a picture. Uh, obviously, both of these two people are flawed. That's what. That's the big takeaway. But you know, don't get it twisted. It's we we slowly learn more and more about these two guys. I mean, you pretty much learn everything you need, you need to know from episode one, but with more information, more revealed and. So now they're pushing. So now it's getting pretty heated. So that just happened with Dustin and the other guy from Bliss House got in a fight and Dustin punched him, said, you're throwing one in my eye. You know how fights go then. <laughs> and Mickey is like staring at Sean, like in the corner, like, this is deranged, Mickey. And they're still singing, Gus and the guy. They still, well, no, he's done. But he's talking to the girl. And Mickey sees it. And she's about to ruin it. Sean and I did crack. Oh my gosh. So Mickey's trying to get everybody hyped up. Uh. So now Mickey's spiraling out of control. She saw Gus chilling with the girl and and the and the sarcoma guy was just into the pool. Trying to relive a little bit of past and you know. But Gus and his girl are jumping in. Is everybody else watches? And Mickey's on the roof. And she Oh, she jumped into the pool from the roof. <laughs> and I can't breathe. Uh, and Gus's girl rolled her eyes like, okay. I mean, I'll save it for the end. But a funny episode, as I told you. This episode is crazy. One of my favorite probably from this season. Because I just want to have fun. So did you have fun?
And now birthday comes in. Now the three of them sit here. So you guys are like my parents, but nicer. And this is where Mickey messes up. So you're the nicest, sweetest, most caring people I know. So you guys should go on a date. <laughs> and they both are like, mm, uh, and then that's it. Yeah, we have a little bit to talk about real quick. But that's the end of episode four. Season one of Love Called. Again, what's it called? Come on, man, stop. Called Party in the Hills. Yes, yes, that is the name. So I'm very excited for next week. The next episode is called The Date. This is probably the best episode from this season if I had to pick one. And it's, well, there's another episode with a scene that's absolutely fantastic close to the end. But the next one is called The Date. As Mickey tries to get her life back on track, Gus takes his date with Birdie to hilarious extremes. Um, This is a great episode. But talking about Party in the Hills, this episode is great for a number of different reasons. The ending here is so significant of what's to come, where Mickey kind of keeps, you know, they already had they had that moment there for a second after she gets hurt and Gus comes over to her and, and his girl rolls her eyes like, yeah, I knew that was about to happen. And he helps her and whatever. Then Birdie comes in. But before that, Mickey and Gus kind of share a look where it's like, uh-oh, clearly something is here. She just might be fighting it off more than him. But clearly, even though he talks to other girls and entertains other women, he likes her. But then at the very end, she almost can't accept it. And it's, and none of it's said, but you watch the episode, you can see it. Then she tried to put them together like, you almost feel like my parents, just nicer. You two are the most caring people I know. You should be together. It's almost like, why are you doing this? And you'll see in the next episode what I mean, because Gus even signals, signals to it himself. But the episode itself, very great really moves the narrative along i think in terms of the characters where gus is like i like this girl i don't know if he used that to i don't know if he used the other girl just to make her jealous or if he genuinely just found her interesting but it worked because they were really close by the time they jumped into the pool they were really close like hugging and everything it was only a matter of time and then mickey gets injured jumping off the roof into the pool and gus helps her and that Im- immediately takes away all of his other choices at, at least at this party he picks who he wants. And that's very fascinating because it's like, why would you? This girl is kind of erratic. And if you saw anything that happened tonight, if you saw all the stuff that went down, then you'd see. I mean, even her blowing the, the song saying you suck and causing a commotion to jump in the pool. It might have been looked fun, but, you know, a lot of it was erratic and, you know, just a bit off the wall behavior. And then based on the two guys that were fighting each other earlier, you know, so this episode does a lot and it showed you what Gus wants it showed you what Mickey wants it lets you into a lot of Mickey's past even if it's played for jokes and laughs the fact that all of that stuff was confirmed it's like that's not ideal right um and then with Gus you can see that once he puts his mind to it he tells himself like you are a genuinely good guy that anyone would be lucky enough to have he can be fun. He can be the life of the party. He can be cool. It's just that 
you know, he's so focused on Mickey. Maybe he missed out on stuff and was about to miss out on opportunities. And then he allowed himself to open up and be cool guy. And then we see what happened. But at the end, he still goes back. And that's the most important thing. And it's setting up now because she has now set them up for a date, even though we clearly know Gus wants Mickey. I think she knows that to this point in the story. Obviously, I know what comes next. But by this point in the story, almost at episode five of a 10 season, 10 episode season, she clearly knows that he has feelings for her. And I think she has the same for him, but she might be scared to do it because she knows she's a screw up, which a lot of this party indicates from her erratic behavior to all the guys there that, you know, had relations with her to her lying about stuff in the past to then it becoming coming out that it wasn't true what she's saying. So now she's an unreliable narrator going forward. Uh, just kind of a haphazard personality and a drinker, obviously. It could spell trouble for their relationship on later on and Gus and me and Birdie and everybody, but we haven't gotten there yet. To this point, she's trying to put Mickey and Birdie together. I mean, Gus and Birdie together. And we'll see how that goes, which is <laughs> a hilarious episode that you're not going to want to miss. So, yeah, just a few thoughts on that episode. Really love that one. Love the house in Echo Park. That is a great house. I like a, love a lot of the locations in this show. I think that's one of the reasons why this show uh, stands the test of time for me. Because a lot of the locations are absolutely wonderful. But that's next week, episode five, the date. Um, but I'd like to thank you for being here with me. Um, I have other things planned, but I kind of want to get through this season first. I just want to spend the next five weeks going through this season. Then we'll see where we are. Might do season two and three. Might do the whole thing, but I know after this season, I might do some other things. Switch it up just a little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure by next week, I'll have some criterions to look over and maybe some books, maybe some Blu-rays. Who knows? Um, And in terms of movies, I saw Amadeus Saturday, and it was wonderful. I didn't go to the theater. I had it on Blu-ray. Obviously, it came out in 1984, but really a wonderful movie. I understand why a lot of people talk about it so highly, and it won a couple Oscars in its day. Uh, maybe even Best Picture. I'm not sure, though. I don't, I don't think it did, but I know F. Murray Abraham won Best Actor. Him and Tom Holtz are great in it as Mozart and Salieri. So if you can find that, find a Blu-ray for it or find it on streaming or rent it or whatever, watch Amadeus. It's a fantastic movie. It's a great editing. But uh, that's it, and uh, I will see you guys next week. Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Peace out.